0: Could you guys turn? And can I beg Ethan to learn uh, 567? 567. I didn't. I am totally springing this on Ethan. So you guys be a supportive congregation here. Uh, I'd like to sing that song here in just a little bit because I just like it, and it relates to our theme. Uh, The young men are handing out uh, responsive reading. We're going to have two responsive readings uh, tonight, and we have some other scriptures that we're going to think about as well. Tonight's just a devotional to kind of wrap up what we've been studying all this month, and on Sunday evening all this month, we are, uh, we've are we been looking at contentment, and how do I uh, find a way to be happy with what I have rather than being poisoned by by looking at what other people have that I don't have? How can I give God thanks? How can I be happy for my blessings? And, and not be discontent. Uh, and we've talked about what the scripture says about that, and we've, we've studied a few passages. One of the passages we studied was this uh, passage, Psalms 118. And so that's actually the first responsive reading that I want us to look at. And this is, this is a, a reading that says, you know, it matters where you put your trust. You know, you, you put your trust in the government, you put your trust in princes, you put your trust in people, and you're not going to be content. You're not going to be at peace. You're not going to have that confidence that you need. It matters where you put your trust. And of course, this psalm is particularly important because if you read uh, Matthew chapter 20 through 27, there is there are themes from this psalm woven through all of those chapters. This was on Jesus's mind, and this was on the mind of Matthew when he was writing, remembering what Jesus had done there at the end. So those of us us on Sunday morning who are studying the gospel of Matthew from the pulpit and in our Bible classes, we're going to start seeing a lot of the words of Psalms 118 uh, crop up in the events and the things that are said in the gospel of Matthew. So it's a doubly important psalm, for Christians, but it's important for this concept of God has me, God takes care of me, God, my peace starts with who I've put my trust in. So we're going to do this the way we usually do with our responsive readings. Uh, This side, you guys have the regular print. This side, you have the bold-faced print, okay? And there are more of them than there are of you. So this side, you have to have more passion and conviction about what you say. Okay? So, here we go. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Let Israel say, Let the house of Aaron say, Let those who fear the Lord say, When hard-pressed, I cried to the Lord, and he brought me into a spacious place. The Lord is with me. He is my helper. I will look in triumph on my enemies. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. The Lord's right hand is lifted high. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. The The Lord has chastened me severely but he has not given me over to death. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous may enter. The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done it this very day. Let us rejoice and be glad. From the house of the Lord, we bless you. With bows in hand, join in the festal procession up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will exalt you. His love endures forever. Amen. This psalm, I mean, the way we just did that, by the way, is really authentic, because this psalm is set up to have the congregation talking to each other. At one point, you could almost hear the pilgrims coming to Jerusalem for the celebration and the people already in the temple welcoming them. Where are the gates? open? Come into the gates. Uh, join in the festival, the, 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 with your vows, join in the procession. It's really interesting the way this psalm is designed to have question and answer just like that. Um, the psalm, as I said, is about putting your trust in God. Our peace, if we're going to have contentment, whether we have a lot or a little, if we're going to have contentment, it starts with this foundation. Whatever happens to me in this life, I trust that God is going to take care of me. And, you know, I may make some bad investments and I may trust some wrong people in this life, but God is going to take care of me and things may go well and things or things may go badly, but God is going to take care of me. Uh, the world judges us harshly if we are not successes. If we are not financial successes or if, if we are not social successes or there are a variety of ways in which the world kind of ranks us. We talked about that this morning. But that is not, that cannot be what I peg my peace to. That cannot be where I I lodge my contentment. The scripture says, put your trust in God somebody out there and I've forgotten who I even asked to read this has Psalms 37 verses 16 through 18 who has that go ahead and read that if you would Once again, we have that idea uh, of what matters is where you are in relationship to God, being taken care of by God. That's an Old Testament sentiment. It's echoed by Proverbs. Uh, who has Proverbs 16? The Proverbs 16, 7 through 9 passage? Yes, 7 through 9, Sixteen seven through 9. It says, behind all of the human plans, God is is operating. God's providence is maneuvering in the world. God works out for those that he is working with. Uh, Even bad things turn towards good. Uh, Last Old Testament reading is Proverbs 30, verses 7 through 9. That's an interesting passage. Give me just what I need for now. Don't give me too much. Don't give me too little. Put me in the middle there. Give me my daily bread. Same thing Jesus prays for. Um, Okay, our faith in God, especially the Old Testament faith, is grounded in a number of things. It's grounded in the covenant promises, and it's grounded in the fact that uh, there is the God who made everything is the same God who has made promises to us. The God who made the sun, and the moon, and the stars is the God who made a promise to take care of His people. So at this time, if you're okay, uh, if you would open your songbooks to five sixty-seven, we'll uh, we'll try the song that I sprung on Ethan at the last minute.
1: Can you count the stars of evening that are shining in the sky? Can you count the clouds that daily over all the world go by? God the Lord, who doth not slumber, keepeth all the boundless number. But he careth more for thee, but he careth more for thee. Can you count the birds that warble in the sunshine all the day? Can you count the little fishes that in sparkling waters play? God the Lord their number knoweth For each one his care he showeth Shall he not remember thee? Shall he not remember thee? Can you count the many children In their little beds at night? Without a thought of sorrow, rise again at morning light. God the Lord who dwells in heaven, loving care to each has given. He has not forgotten thee, he has not forgotten.
0: I have one more song to spring on you. Uh, 483. If you guys would turn to 483, I'd be grateful. See, if you'd done badly, Ethan, you probably would have gotten out of that. This is the punishment for doing well. Um, The Old Testament faith informs us about our contentment. I don't want to be a wicked person. Uh, I don't want to have so much that I forget about God. I don't want to have so little that I can't think about God and I'm tempted to steal. Uh, I want to put my trust not in human things, not in the government. I want to put my trust in God because God's the creator. God's the one who made everything. He is the only God, but he's also the God who took the time to come and make a covenant with his people, bring them out of slavery and, and make a people for himself. That's our Old Testament faith. And of course we know that that kind of blooms and blossoms with the coming of Jesus Christ. Jesus comes to take that Old Testament faith and make it into what God had ultimately planned to come out of that seed, the flower that is Christianity. That the Son of God takes on flesh for your sake and for my sake. And the Son of God comes to fix what's wrong with the world and to fix what's wrong with you, and to fix what's wrong with our relationships, and to fix everything else, to come and be the king that we want him to be, uh, already in this world, and of course he's coming back to be king in the next world. So that's our hope now. Uh, We put our trust that God is going to, in the form of Jesus Christ, is going to come judge the world, and redeem us, and fix What's gone wrong with us? Um, we have Philippians 4, and I think Doug has that, Philippians 4, 11 through 13, that expresses some of that. Now I am not Paul. Uh, I don't. Ha- I cannot say uh, that I'm always content and happy when I am uh, having financial difficulty. I am the opposite of content, and I worry and so forth. But I'm getting better, and the reason I'm getting better is the same reason that Paul cites here. It's because I I no longer think I'm really alone in those things. As my faith has grown, I've come to realize. Even if I were to just crack up and and be devastated financially, that would not mean I was separated from God. That would not mean that I had lost my salvation. And that God, even no matter what happens to me in this life, financially or in my health or anything else, God is not going to abandon me. He's not going to leave me. I am with him. I can do all things through the one who strengthens me. I really think that's a foundation for our peace. So at this time, uh, if uh, Ethan's willing, we'll have him read, p- uh, lead Peace, Perfect Peace.
1: Peace, perfect peace In this dark world of sin The blood of Jesus whispers peace within. Peace, perfect peace, by thronging duties pressed to do the will of Jesus, this is rest. Peace, perfect peace, With sorrow surging round On Jesus' bosom Not but calm is found Peace, perfect peace Our future all unknown It is enough, earth's struggle soon shall cease, and Jesus, call us to hands perfect. Uh,
0: The last responsive reading that I want us to do is this Romans uh, reading. You guys have it all there. Of course, Romans is the culmination of so many different things. Uh, Paul, trained in all the wisdom of the Old Testament faith, uh, then has this blazing, literally blazing encounter with Jesus Christ, changes his life forever, and he is sold out completely from that point on to telling the story of Jesus. And God had blessed him with brilliance and had inspired him with the Holy Spirit, He had written other letters before he writes Romans. And Romans is sort of uh, almost Paul and the Holy Spirit's masterpiece explaining what it means that Jesus Christ has come into the world and what God has planned for you and me. And even Paul, with all of his genius, can hardly contain himself as he gets to the end of this meditation in Romans chapter 8. He starts out logically trying to account for what this means that Jesus is going to fix everything that's wrong with the world and and, and the, the peace that you and I can have because that Jesus is going to do that. And by the end, Paul can hardly contain his emotion. So we get to say that to each other tonight. Um, there are a couple of times in the reading, I think three times, when they're all caps. And I thought those were important enough things that the whole congregation should say them together. So whenever... Uh, It's regular text, this side will say it. Whenever it's bold text, this side will say it. And if it's all caps, let's just all say it together with some feeling, okay? With some enthusiasm. Thank you. All right. I consider, this is you guys, I consider that our present suffering is not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. What then shall we say in response to these things? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, bring any charge against those whom God has chosen. No one. Christ Jesus, who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither the present nor the future, nor their height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord amen oh that was good church thank you so much that gives me strength that gives me power and I hope it does you as well uh God has us old testament faith tells us that new testament faith tells us that with a whole new uh set of beliefs to go along with it God has us in this life and in the next God has us he is coming to fix what's wrong and to take us to be with him if you need to respond to the invitation of Jesus Christ to make your life better and to help you get on board with the program to make the world better, if you need prayers, if you need help, or if tonight's the night you decide that you want to put on Jesus Christ in baptism, we invite you to come as we stand together and sing.